Welcome to the Live Your Bloom podcast, where I interview people who are living their bloom and accomplishing long procrastinated dreams. But I also interview people who have specific interests or programs that could benefit us on our journey to bloom, like our guest today. Maida Celidon is an energy healer and coach who has created a unique approach to wellness and intuitive healing. Maida's teaching programs are for those who are committed to step into their power and start a healing journey that will change and make the most of their lives. Now, I know there's going to be listeners who are asking themselves right now, what does that mean? So let's get started. Welcome, Maida. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here. My, My pleasure. Let's just start with a little explanation for the listeners of what does that mean? So what it means, nowadays we have a bunch of coaches with their coaching tools that they can guide you into creating your life. But I feel that we're more than just our human self. We also have spirit. And I like to combine both tools. So I use energetic tools. We use Reiki. We use meditation, mindfulness. We move energies. But I also use coaching tools so we can actually rewire your brain and get you just excited about life again. Because life is exciting. People need more of that. And also with a little touch of fun. I love that because, as you know, from my site, that's what I believe. And I always add, no matter what the age, as long as you're breathing, you can still find your joy and your excitement from life, even if uh, your body has changed and different things are uh, limiting you. But still, there's so much there for you to experience. By the way, I also saw on your uh, site, you are quite uh, qualified and have uh, several certifications. I was a little bit of a certification junkie for a while. Um, I love learning. I love updating my skills. Um, I believe that to think outside the box, you have to get to know the box first. Hmm. So I wanted to certify myself as a coach. I wanted to learn a bunch of energy and healing tools. And having that knowledge has allowed me to create my own version of programs that can take my clients to where they want to be. And, and that's my goal. I, you tell me where you want to be. I will take you there. I have the skills. Great. I love the confidence. I love it. And I know that you uh, have an interesting background. So maybe you can share that with our listeners about how you came to this particular field. Oh, yes. Um, so I'm originally from Chile in South America. And I moved to Canada all by myself. I used to be a journalist and very much like corporate life and uh, type A thinking. So I moved to Canada and I'm trying to find uh, work as a journalist and it wasn't happening for me. Um, On the side, I also love doing yoga and like other mindful practices. And I was at this yoga class in the park doing this very sad downward dog. And then I feel like the ground shaking underneath me saying, this is the best version of yourself. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm not feeding the hungry, like not building schools. I'm just trying to do a downward dog. And then I hear that voice again. So at the end of the class, I go to the teacher and I ask her, like, I think I want whatever you're offering. Um, and her name's Hillary Faye. And she's like, yeah, let's go for tea. And we 
got together. Next thing I know, I enrolled in the Healing Arts Academy. I became a yoga teacher, became a Reiki master. And I started this process of like unlearning and relearning and really connecting to myself. And then the real challenge came when I was in a five-year-long relationship and that ended. And I felt like I had nothing. It's like everything I knew in Canada was gone. Even the freaking furniture was gone, <laughs> everything. But then I realized like all this work that I've been doing really cemented the fact that I did not have nothing. I had myself and that was freedom. And that yeah. was me being the architect of my own life. What I want to bring to other people, right? Like you've got yourself and that's everything you need to do whatever you want. Yes, I love that uh, your statement before of learning, unlearning and relearning. Mm -hmm. And that statement of confidence is that you've got yourself is such a powerful thing that some people feel that they're living. But then as they actually dig into it more, they realize they're really not. I love that you said you heard your what did you say? This is your calling or this is this is the best version of this yourself. is the best yes this is the best version of yourself we talk about that also on my um, live your bloom my group mm -hmm. we talk about the best version of yourself which i feel that and i worked i was a worker and i'm sure you mm -hmm. were too and you definitely yeah. know the type a person because i was a type a for everybody else uh but when it came time to doing my own music and uh my own following my own calling by the time I got to it, I was afraid. Mm -hmm. I was afraid with all the myths, it's too late, it's too this, it's too that. And it took me a while just to realize, just get into it and start becoming the best version of yourself and see where the universe takes you, which has been to wonderful places, just wonderful. Yeah, yeah and realizing that you're just in time. Whenever you hear that fire inside you, that's the perfect time to start listening to it. Age is just a number. You can hear that fire at 10. You can hear it at mm. 20, 30, 50. It doesn't matter. But the moment you hear it, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I look back and I realize that I was being the best version of myself because I was uncomfortable. I was pushing myself. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to like, I was just trying to hold myself. So I was being the best version of myself in that really, really sad downward yeah. dog. <laughs> Yeah, that really sad downward dog. Yeah. And sometimes you are fulfilling the job and you're doing it really quite well. I was a teacher among a lot of other jobs. But you know, when you're gone, you you will be replaced by someone who will do it their own way, not your way. And it's all just life just goes on. So even though you fulfilled the task at the time of whatever the job definition was, when it comes time to making up your own definition for yourself, we don't always hold ourselves to the same standard. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't always put ourselves first. We don't always have a task of a list of uh, a short list of what we need to do to live our purpose. And I call it to live our bloom. What what is yeah. it we what is it we need to do? Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And that is the first thing that I teach. And I was taught that a long time ago. Is to put yourself first and give from the overflow. Imagine yourself as a glass of champagne with full of champagne mm -hmm. and you want to pour it into a bunch of empty glasses 
eventually you'll be out, you'll be depleted, you'll be empty, and maybe you got to fill five, eight glasses. But if you do a tower of empty glasses and you put yourself first at the top, imagine the champagne pouring down that glass, overflowing and filling all the glasses underneath and those filling the glass underneath and everyone's full. Yeah. So when we get from the overflow, it's exactly that. Our cup is always full. We're always in joy of giving, in joy of being, joy to be alive because we put ourselves first. Yes. And you know that a lot of people will struggle with the term selfish, mm. you know, that we're taught. And I don't like to use that word selfish by putting yourself first. No. I just I, I just think it means that you love yourself and you're taking yourself seriously and you're putting yourself first as far as uh, living your purpose, living your bliss, I living mean, your bloom. The biggest example, the, the best teacher is the example, right? So yes. how can we teach others about joy and kindness and love if we don't give ourselves joy, kindness and love? Right. Right. There's nothing selfish of this tower of champagne that's filling thousands and thousands of glasses because you put one at the top. Right. There's nothing selfish about that. It's right. selfless. <clears throat> right, right. Very good analogy. I, I like that picture. So if someone comes to you, uh, let's just say someone eh, talking about retiring and is curious, you know, when people take on some kind of a growth program like this, it's because it resonates with them somewhere mm -hmm. inside. They may not be uh, jumping on board with everything, but they're curious because there's something missing in their life. So without uh, be, uh, invading all, all the techniques that you use, what would be the, the first thing you would do for someone, uh, even say like me, who would come to you and say, I'm here, I'm curious, where do we start? So I like to take my clients on a five-step journey. Mm. And it's kind of like that journey towards yourself. So we start with the takeoff. We see a blueprint, where you're at now, like what things need to be moved. Then we journey back into your body and your mind. And we see your patterns. We see your family, your beliefs, things that you've been always convinced and from there we're going to look at what can like what works and what needs to be re-unlearned so we make room to learn something yeah. new then we journey back into the soul where we really connect with that fire inside us with that deep part inside us that wants to come out mm -hmm. and with several tools um and then after journey back into the soul we start the grounding and we start to land the plane and we set up a blueprint of what's coming next. And we have weekly accountabilities. We have shared online journals. We have meditations. We work with mantras. We work with things that it's gonna bring all these. We start with the knowledge of self. And then once we know what we want to work on and where we want to get to, we bring it out and we land and we celebrate and we anchor that. So it becomes a habit. We build empowering habits. Mm -hmm. It's never too learn too late to learn a new habit. I yeah. I strongly believe that it's not an that saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's absolutely false. Absolutely false. Oh sure, because I teach my old dog new tricks all the time. He's so absolutely. smart. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're very adaptable 
creatures in this world. So yeah, yeah. if the doctor tomorrow told you that you can't have orange juice in the morning because it's bad for your health, you're going to stop having orange juice. So that yeah. is a very simple example that you can adapt to whatever the circumstances brings you. And, and that's what I like to create with my clients. I uh, tell my listeners that uh, the program I developed uh, was conceived of over 20 years ago. And then I wrote the songs and, uh, and it started to come together. Uh, it was a, such a personal, such a personal story. The, the songs were so personal, I had a hard time releasing them. But first time I gave my concert of my own original music, I just choked up. I said, this is, mm. this is, this is what it's all about. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't, I'm not talking about a Grammy or this or that or the other thing. But when I sit here and I'm talking to my little Google whatever that little thing is. Yeah. And I say, Hey, Google play Charmin Atoli. And it does, Woo! you know, and how long, yeah. how long it took. Our gifts and, and what we have inside us, it's not just for ourselves. We have yeah. them for a reason. And, and to really want to bring out what's inside because it's not meant to be inside. It's yeah. meant to be out there to be celebrated, to be celebrated by you, to be seen. You are meant to take up space. There's room for everybody. I talk to people who uh, say, I've always wanted to write. I've always, I wanted to get back to my uh, painting. I uh, want to get back to my music. I, I t uh, have one person who just said, all I want to do is make some clean, peaceful space every night to read the great novelists, to read Hemingway, to read uh, Faulkner. I just want to sit undisturbed with my little glass of sherry and do that. And, and, and that was difficult for her to, mm -hmm. to put herself first and claim it, you know? So it's a, I just love, I just love talking to people and watching them realize their, that, that voice that's been tugging at them. And then they, it starts to get louder. It's not going to go away, never goes away. We, we also have to think of what is the cost of not doing it? What is the cost of not changing, of not giving ourselves that space? What is the cost? And and that is where the where I see when I ask my clients that, that's where I see the flip. And mm -hmm. there's a change in energy. They realize how important it is to carve that space for yourself, to invest in yourself. So do you ever do uh, group work? People have all different ways of dealing with their clients. So right now I am focusing on one-on-one -on -one work. In the future, I do want to create workshops um, for to allow like groups um, to access kind of like all these techniques and tools. And I am constantly sharing a lot of teachings and things like that on my Instagram account. And if anyone wants to stay in touch and they're curious or maybe they want to create their own group and say, hey, we're five people and we're interested in learning this, we can always, I'm very flexible and we can create something together. I love co-creating with other people. The best way would be to go to your website? Yeah, they can go on my website. Just okay. go on the contact form and say, hey, I, you know, listen to you in the podcast. So that way I know where they're coming from. And I'm interested and I will just get back to them and we'll start a conversation and I will add them on my information list. And I'm also very active on Instagram as well. 
I will have this on the page that is attached to the podcast. So you, yeah, yeah, because my, my the spelling might be if I say right now at my that dogs a little on M. Yeah, there might be an issue with spelling. <laughs> right, that's why I want to be very careful. And the last thing I want people to know about you is that you uh, are bilingual and you do your yes. count your your work your coaching in both languages. So that's absolutely very useful. yeah. So it's accessible for people that only speak Spanish or that. It's Spanish and English where I'm most fluent. I can defend myself in Portuguese and a little bit of Italian, but it would have to shift to either Spanish or English to make the conversation okay. fluent. I would think there are a lot of teachers that are having a problem adjusting to what has mm-hmm. happened with the pandemic and reviving that joy of teaching because teaching, you know, is a calling. Well, you know that. And a lot of people who are not teachers, they don't realize that, but teaching is actually a calling. And most teachers, all the teachers that I work with loved it. And it's hard for them to get uh, Fall together in love right again now. with teaching. Yeah. yeah. So I, have, uh, I do have a lot of people dear to my heart that are teachers and I have seen firsthand, you know, their struggles to stay motivated because they also have to motivate their students. So it's yeah, a double yeah. work, right? So yeah, this, this could be really yeah. interesting work for them to kind of re-spark that joy. When they come back in September, they're looking forward to their students again, but yeah. they need to recharge, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. The first step would be to reconnect with themselves and, yeah. you know, have that self-care moment of like, I'm filling up my cup. I'm putting right, myself right. first in this tower of champagne right. that we were talking about and recharge because it's already one thing to deal with change, which some people have issues with that. Mm-hmm. It's not as smooth as it is for some for other. Um, but the main thing is to recharge, as you said, and like fill up the cup, fill up the cup. Fill up the cup. You know? I got to write that down. Fill up yeah. the cup. Fill up the Fill cup up and give the from cup. the overflow. That's what I always say. Give from the overflow. I love that. I'm going to put that up on my wall over here of inspiring expressions. Yes. You know? <laughs> and then again, you have uh, so many people that when they retire, it's like, who am I now? Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we do. We do want to rest. We do want to enjoy life. We've worked hard. We want to put our feet up, but only for so long. You know, many people get work just as hard when they're retiring, when they actually start listening to that calling, that voice, that tug that says, you know, well, there's more here than just watching reruns and eating bonbons, you know? (laughs) Yeah, because for the longest time, you're doing the thing of going to work and maybe you had a family, maybe you didn't, but you're doing like all the quote unquote steps that society has handed you. And then you retire and you're like, okay, no one's handing me what steps I have to do now. Right. So this is another beautiful opportunity to become the architect of your life. Love that architect of your life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And for some people, it's quite challenging because family can have a a way of starting to claim your time. If you don't <laughs> claim it for yourself, you know, like boundaries, can, oh, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And I have a problem with boundaries. So but um, I've learned quite a lot now. So this has been a real joy. I'm so glad that we worked together on this interview. Uh, and uh, I am so grateful. Uh, yeah. that you had me. This was amazing. This kind of work can definitely help people find their bloom and mm-hmm. live their bloom with purpose and joy. 
and take their joy every day and don't feel guilty about it, no matter what's going on in the world. Exactly. Giving from the overflow. Thank you so much, Maida. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this. My pleasure.